welcome to Surfing the Psychic Waves. I'm your host, Christy Walsh. My guest today in the etheric studio is Venus Andrecht. You know her from Hay House Radio and from Contact Talk Radio most recently. She's a medium, an artist, a clairvoyant, an all-around spiritual counselor. She's been doing this for a really long time. She's helped me out of many scrapes as you've probably heard on SoundCloud before. And so I'd just like to reintroduce Venus to the SoundCloud members out there and that he's willing to do not only art for you, but also read. So check out her website. So Venus, I'm so glad you're here with me. Thank you. I'm glad to be here, Christy. I know. I'm so glad. We get to talk about art today. And so some of you folks on Facebook have seen some of Venus's pictures, and I'll post them up also, and you'll see that in the little SoundCloud picture for the show. But I'd love to know when you started your artistic career, and now you're doing healing pictures and spirit pictures and Tell me all about that. Okay. Well, when I was a little kid, I was drawing. I always had a pencil or a pen. Drawing, 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 drawing. All my life, all my life. But it wasn't until I was, oh, well, later in life that I started doing art. And it's just evolved. You know, for a long time, most of my life, I didn't know I I was a medium. (laughs) I didn't know I was a telepath, an empath, and all those other things. I just thought something was wrong with me. Thank goodness someone set me straight. But anyway, uh, with the art, with the art, I'm just, you know, we were talking a little bit before we started the show here about sometimes artists get blocked. You know, writers do, artists do, all kinds of creative people get blocked and they just can't seem to go any farther and they tussle with that. And I was saying, well, that doesn't happen to me because I have the secret and I'm sure many of you can do what I do. Uh, what I do when I'm painting is I just don't think. I had an art teacher back in time who said, Venus, stop thinking. Don't ever think. <laughs> when you don't think, everything works much better. And you know, that's true. I got all the basics in art, the techniques, but I don't remember them or think about them. They're somewhere in me. But when I sit down or stand up to paint, uh, here's how I do it. With I do uh, what I call personal spirit portraits. And I do personal spirit healing portraits. And I do good energy mojo portraits. Um, Basically, they're similar because I bring through really strong energies from, let's say, we'll call it the other side. I just open myself up as a medium. I go blank. When I'm getting ready to paint, I don't think about the rules. Yeah. If I did... I would make a big mess, and I've done it. I do not think. So because I'm a medium and I work with people, the living, the dead, I work with their problems, I read minds, you know, I do all kinds of stuff. Um, So it's very easy for me. For for example, the spiritual or the, the personal spirit portraits, Somebody says to me or they email me and they say, I want a personal spirit portrait myself or my mother or whoever it might be. And I have them send me like an email picture. Just tell me a little bit about the person, not much, name, age, occupation, whatever. And then what I do is I just put a big, well, usually right now it's 12 by 12 sheet of Yupo, which is a slick synthetic paper. And I use acrylics for the most part. Mm -hmm. 
And I just think about the person. I'm able to find people wherever they are, dead or alive, without ever having met them, go into their head, pick up their energies, whatever you want to call it, and I bring it through. So if I'm working with a live person for a personal spirit portrait, they want to know what's around them, who are they, what are, what can I find out. So what I do is I just go into that person and then I go to the other side and I bring through whatever it is, and I really don't think about it. I just let it happen on the paper. Yeah, it's like um, the letting it happen is is kind of like jumping off a cliff sometimes. <laughs> you just got to get out of the way, you, you know? You have to. You have to. Just free fall. I found for me that I paint much better when I go blank or when I open up to the universe because – Oh, well, you know, I always wondered about what it is I do exactly, because I do this for people who need healings. I bring energy through and paint for healings, and I do it to bring through all kinds of energies for good luck and happiness in your life or love or whatever it might be. So I always wondered, how how do I do this? Where did it come from? And uh, I think I was born with it. I've always had tremendous energy, like my mother. I think my daughter and my granddaughter. It seems to run through the generations, the first daughter, the yeah. first daughter, whatever. So And the first daughter. Yeah. So I just find myself doing it more and more, doing this kind of work. So when folks let you know about their spiritual portrait that they'd like you to do, mm-hmm. um, do those folks hang out with you for a while as you're painting? Or do you notice they're... <laughs> They sort of make themselves at home at your house as you're painting, or like how does how does that happen? I haven't really noticed that. Tell you the truth, um, I I do what I said. I just get everything out, my paints, everything. I don't think about it, and I get to work and I do it. And when I'm done, I'll stand back and say, well, maybe it needs a shot of yellow here or this or that. Very minor things. When yeah. it's done, it's done. But I'll I'll often get thoughts about the person who I'm uh, doing this for. And I might, on the back, I always write a good mojo. I just call it mojo to be funny. It's good energy. I'll write them a good energy thing like, you know, they can suggest to me what they want, whether it's good health, happiness, love, whatever it might be. And then I'll often tell them what I felt about the person while I was painting it. And I wow. find out that I'm pretty darn accurate. <laughs> well, the... I've been reading a, a couple of um, books about um, spiritualism, you know, let's say late 1800s, early 1900s, and that used to be a lot more common in spiritualist circles, let's say in the UK. So I, I guess maybe it's time for that to sort of have a new renaissance, but the way we can talk to spirit, I mean, we're already spirit doing a artist portrait. So Yeah, I was talking to another a psychic oh a while back and he had he he was just reading me you know <laughs> yeah. like everybody I like to listen to what anybody has to say about me right <laughs> yeah and he said in the middle of everything he was saying he said wait a minute he said he'd already mentioned I'm a medium and do all that he said you're what's called a rare spiritual painter a rare spiritual artist and I said really what's that because I didn't have a name for it before. He said, not many people can do this, and you should be doing this. You should be doing a lot more of this. So that's what I started thinking. Well, okay, I guess I can do that if that's what I'm doing. And so 
I did send you a few of the paintings I've done recently so you could see what it's like. Uh, it's Beautiful. not a portrait of the person. You know, it's an abstract. Although sometimes, I mean, I did one for a man a while back and his face did come through. Uh, and, and somebody else, there was an eye. Sometimes there will be things in paintings that I don't plan on. They just come out. I don't yeah. know. It's, I, don't, I never know what's going to happen. It's, it's really fun. Yeah, pictures are so playful. And even though it might be a healing picture for someone who is working through a very big health issue, there's still a lot of like love and joy and yeah. movement and energy, you know, and I guess that's attributed to the, the mojos. Yeah. And so... And people say they can feel that. Yeah. You know, like when I'm working with somebody, like I'm doing a reading or I'm on the radio with my show, whatever... I'll bring through these a lot and people, well, I think I did that in your last show. I brought th some through and I, I make a lot of noise and actually, you know, jump around, but a lot of people feel that they get all tingly or they get hot or they have, they buzz or, you know, and often things will change in their lives for the better. It blows me off my stool too. I don't know how I do it. I just open up and I let everything come through from the other side and I feel that I have what I call the high beings that work through me. And when I'm working with somebody uh, in a session, for example, I see things, I hear things, I know things, I see pictures. I've always had visions all my life. And uh, I made it a promise to myself that no matter what I hear, I will say it. And sometimes it's really hard because it can, be, it can seem really stupid or not something you'd want to say, you know. But every time I do, the person goes, most of the time, it's like, oh, my God, that's right. And I go, wow, thank goodness. <laughs> yeah. You're right, you know. Yeah. I, You know, there, I made that promise to myself, too, and yet I still fight with myself, even even just now. like. Yes, I uh, know. I'm thinking of a lady. I was, Can I swear a little bit on this? Or Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Let it rip. I, I was sitting with her. And we were talking about her father and her mother. Her, her father's still alive. He's close to 100 years old. Mother has been dead quite a while. And the woman was feeling weepy and sad because and, they'd had a difficult relationship. So I said, well, I'll go and look. So I went and found her mother. And the first thing her mother said was how much she dearly loved the daughter. And I felt it in my chest so strong. And the other, the lady started crying, and I did too. I mean, <laughs> I feel all this stuff. What can I do? And then um, the lady asked me to ask her mother about her father. And she said something along the lines of, oh, your father, that old son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hesitated to say that. And I finally did. And she said, oh, that's right. He was all right. <laughs> I guess he'd done a lot of things he shouldn't when he was married to her mother. But, you know, <laughs> stuff like that sometimes, Christy, that you don't. You think twice about saying. Yeah, but it's the personality that comes through, which is always so lovely, no matter what it is. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, that's who that, yep, you got them. Yeah, like, and people are all different, you know, when they die. People are, live people are always saying to me, well, have they changed or what do people do over there? Did they become spiritual? Do they get wings? Well, yeah, yeah, you know, all that stuff. I say what the beings told me. That dead people, all, dead people have all different experiences. They were here. They don't automatically become highly evolved. I can tell you that. But we have a lot of fun. 
we have a lot of fun with this. And some people, you know, on my show, uh, I try once a month to have what I call a dead celeb. Yeah. Which means I love that. That's actually how I I didn't even know you could do that. And I had just been doing it by accident. Yeah. Well, I decide that I'm going to go find a dead celebrity, somebody famous or some mystery in the past or whatever it might be. And I I don't like to contact them before I get on the radio show because I don't want to ruin it. You know, I don't want to have any preconceived thoughts. And you never know what's going to happen. So far, they've always come through, and I always sweat a little bit about that. But some are just a delight, and they'll talk to you and tell you all kinds of things and be very evidential, just like regular people. And others hardly say a word. You know, they just won't tell you much. They're just like regular people. I find just regular dead people like that, too, sometimes. I have to work and sweat bullets, so to speak, to get anything evidential for the person I'm reading for. But you know, in the end they'll say, oh, Uncle Bob was like that. He never said much. (laughs) (laughs) It's always very strange and very interesting. One time I was reading somebody dead, a man, and I kept seeing waving flags. He kept waving flags, waving flags. And it turned out that in life, apparently he did that. I don't remember the details, but sometimes you get such odd things. And again, you don't, you think, should I say that? It sounds so nutty. But we're in a nutty business <laughs> where we help a lot of people. Yeah. That's, I think one of the biggest revelations for me was how long the stories can go on. And so even though you do a reading for someone and it seems like, yeah, that's, that's, that's right, Venus. <laughs> uh, you've got my dead, yeah, you know, family member, but it's like, if you just give it some time, more stuff re- gets revealed and even in uh, the spiritual art that you do you'll see other pictures that are buried in in the paint over time the first time I ever experienced this as being like let's say a spiritualist or mediumistic type of art was I had gone to Stansted up in the UK um, outside of London it's like this College of Psychic Sciences, I actually didn't know what I was doing. I just signed up for a trance class. I didn't even know what that meant. I, <laughs> I just kind of, you know, was being told, you just got to do it and go now. And I did. And one of the folks in my class, this really lovely lady, Jennifer, decided that she was going to paint a picture for me. And I was like, okay. I didn't know what that meant. I didn't know why. I thought it was going to be a little postcard thing. It was like a full canvas that I brought back with me from the trip and I'm still finding pictures in there that I didn't see years ago and it's like I think the the depth of who we are as beings and spiritual beings or whatever you want to call that it's it is very deep and I think anything that a human creates can go you know, many years out of sort of revealing itself. And I think we're so close to being in the now all the time. <laughs> it's like now I'm going to like diss the power of now, but like yeah. we're, we're, you know, being in the present and that's such a great thing. But like, you know, as time passes, things get revealed. And I think especially with, with the art space, you know, it keeps giving, it doesn't stop. Right. right. Um, I do a lot of paintings for people who just, want to have good feeling in their house, their office, their car. They want to be around happiness, joy, uplifting. And I I look at a lot of paintings of people's houses, and, you know, they don't lift me. 
some are pretty depressing and downright ugly. And I thought, why would people want this in their house around them where you're you live most of the time or at your work, you've got to have something around you that's vibrating and sending out these good vibrations and these thoughts and feelings and all the energy that's behind it to help you with your life and to help you change and better things. So that's why I started doing the mojo work, as I call it. And, yeah, on my art site, you can find a lot of that stuff. At Art Mojos. Yeah, artmojos.com. Or you can go to my... um, website godisalwayshappy.com that's easier to remember godisalwayshappy.com look for the gallery section click on that and you'll get there so have folks ever asked you to paint speaking of god um any religious sort of folks <laughs> you know like any of the the religious celebrities i should call them uh, <laughs> the religious celebrities or their spirit guides oh i see what you're saying no so far they haven't they've been more interested in, in themselves what what shows up around me what comes through me what can it do for me that kind of thing but I suppose that'll happen Uh, reminds me many many years ago I went like you to some place I was always going to places with readers and mediums and I didn't know I was one I just was fascinated I didn't realize I was in training but this lady drew pictures with chalk I believe of your spirit guide and uh, she drew one for me and she told me it was Jesus Christ that he and I were very close, and I don't know about any of that, but that's what she said. So I liked having the picture, and I hung it on the wall, and one day my now son-in-law looked at it and said, you know what? He said, he's got big rabbit ears. <laughs> she, had, she had drawn it, all the energies, and, and by golly, it looked like big rabbit ears. You know what? It just ruined that picture for me. <laughs> I've never been able well, to look at it now without seeing all those rabbit ears. But anyway, maybe he's an alien. Maybe so. Maybe Maybe so. I'm front here. (laughs) So fascinating. So, but you do, I think you did mention once that you do paint with uh, a couple other folks. Yes, I do. I've been painting with, oh, let's see, Stan, who who runs the show. He's a good, really good painter. And two other uh, girlfriends. We've been together now 13 years. We paint every Thursday. Wow. I know. We're watching each other, all of us age and all the things that happen in our lives, and it's very strange. <laughs> but that's the spiritual circle. Yeah. You know, that I mean, that could be seen as a spiritualist type of circle where you would go to everybody's house every Thursday night and do mediumship or whatever, and you're doing psychic art. Yeah, we do art, but they don't do psychic art. I'm the only one who does. Yeah, it just doesn't matter. Because I think it's just the energies feed. Yeah each other and yeah well it keeps me painting because you know i have a real job you might say uh working as a medium and a reader for people and you know i'm always doing things writing books i'm writing another book so i need to keep myself painting i have to make myself do it and it's a pleasure with other people so that helps helps a lot what about the healing space and the art so when someone asks you to do a, a healing picture or you're thinking somebody needs a healing picture, what is is there any difference than uh, kind of how you're creating? Only in that I'm focused at bringing through the healing energies. For example, I sent you a painting of my sister Barbara who, yeah. who has lung cancer. And she's going through chemo and radiation and she's not in very good shape. And uh, she loves my artwork. I call her house a museum to my artwork. So I said, Barbara, 
would you like me to paint you a healing painting? And she did. So the way I did it was I just pictured my sister just with my mind. And then I just let myself open up. I, I knew where she had the cancer, where, which lung, where about, and I just knew that going in. So then what came through was sort of a background picture. This is very abstract background yeah. picture of her chest with a, a blue dress on, I think. And right about the area where the tumor is, all of these energies are funneling into it, all these different colors and energies funneling into it. And there's sort of a starburst effect right where the tumor is with a lot of energy right in there to dissolve it, to ream it out, to make it into something better, whatever you want to call it. And uh, another one of my sisters, I have a lot of sisters and brothers, by the way. Uh, another another <laughs> sister took it down to her and Barbara emailed me and said she thought it was splendid. And I said, well, put it on your wall so you can look at it and so you can feel the energies coming to you. Or I said, take it to bed with you or put it, lie, lay it on your chest. You know, however you feel like you want to use it. I have another lady uh, who carries hers in the car with her wherever she goes and uh, then takes it into her house. She just hauls it around with her. Um, that particular lady happened to have cancer too. I think it was ovarian and it spread. It was really bad. And she's doing very well. I don't know why. You know, I don't make any claims for this, but I have a lot of thought about it because I know I dip into the universal energies, and they're tremendous out there, just absolutely tremendous. In fact, I was thinking the other night, Christy, how I don't tell people this, but here I'm going to tell you and how many others. <laughs> but I, other people might listen to yeah, this. Yeah, well, I've had always had tremendous energies, and but I've never, I've just ignored it in my past. And I, one day my mother said, you're so powerful. Why don't you use it? I didn't know what she was talking about, but now I do. But sometimes the, power, the, the energy builds up in me so huge, it's so enormous that I feel it's going to explode me. And actually, I did have a time a few years back where the kundalini came up unexpectedly. And uh, I was in ecstasy for a couple of months. And then the being started speaking to me for 11 months, told me the whole secret to life, the simple Dick and Jane version. But that's a whole other story. But I loved, I loved that. The God is Always Happy CDs. Oh, right. They're on my website. If people want to go to where it says books on godisalwayshappy.com, they can find. They're not CDs now. They're MP3s. You can download them real easily. But anyway, so what happens if if these energies get backed up? I feel like I'm going to explode. And there have been many times when I've had to run outside. Now I live on some property, but I do have neighbors and I've had to run around the property and just like lightning bolts, I have to slam it into the ground, slam it into the ground. And if I feel I can get away with it, I make a lot of noise, you know, yeah, bow, bow, getting it into the ground. And I have to do that to relieve it or it backs up and it makes me sick. And I've always thought, well, you know, if somebody ever tried to fool with me, you know, a mugger or something or anybody around me, I really have always felt that I could take that energy and knock them flat on their back. Now, I haven't had to try this. And uh, one reason I, I had to start doing readings for people is because of all the energy. I have to get it out make it work for good. Otherwise, like mm -hmm. I said, it back up, backs up. But one day I mentioned this to my daughter, Summer. And she said, Mother, 
I've always had to do the same thing. <laughs> she said, I didn't want to say anything because it sounded so, you know, weird. And I said, yeah. And I was thinking, I wonder if Grandma, my mother, I wonder if she had to do that too. But she never mentioned it. It's very odd. Very odd. But I think, Christy, that this energy is out there and it's, it's accessible to anybody who either is born able to get it or works to get it and who works for good because, you know, you don't want to be pulling on that stuff if you want to use it for bad because that's not a good idea. That is not a good idea. And a lot of times people will want me to work with them because I can read minds very easily. And they always want to know what people are thinking and feeling, boyfriends, girlfriends, or boss, whatever. And I'm happy to do that. But I always ask permission of the person I'm going into. But every once in a while... They'll ask me to put some stuff in their head that is not good. And I always say, no, no, no. Um, I only talk to them, these people that I'm, whose heads I'm in, telling them good things, making suggestions. Everybody has free will to make up their own mind. But I'll tell you what, we can get a lot of things to move and change. But I never, never, never do anything to hurt anybody. I just want, I want to make that really clear. Yeah, it seems, that seems really almost more difficult like a more difficult way to go about it. Because if you expand sort of the thinking of whatever the energy is or the energy around the situation, it's like you can get a lot more movement than trying to, you know, well, I don't know. You know, I think, I think a lot of people who want to hurt somebody or get even or whatever it is, they're in a low space, at least for the moment. Mm -hmm. And so they can do damage, not only to another person, but to themselves. But, I got to tell you something very strange. My father, when he was in his 80s, he had a friend who came and told him he had a brain tumor and he wasn't going to live. And my father was so angry about this. He said he stayed up all night reviling God and telling him to get the hell out of his head and on and on and on. I thought, oh, my gosh, do you know what? That man's tumor went away. Yeah, sometimes that demand of the universe works yes. for some people yes. because they're doing it in a way that's an expansion of an energy. Yes. And it looks like maybe anger, ranting and raving to me, for example, but in his makeup, maybe it wasn't that way. No, he was doing it for good, but he was... Yeah, He was really angry with God or whoever he thought brought this about to his friend. And by golly, you just better fix it. Yeah, I actually do have a, a story where I did get had a really nice dark night of the soul. And it was awful. And um, I got really I did get mad. And it was just me. It was just me and God. It wasn't like, yeah, you know, yeah. like a big situation other than me just I think don't you think we all do that at some time in our lives? Yeah, and now I look back and go, God, I don't even know what I was so upset about. I, I, but I was so upset about something, and um, I just let it rip. Like, I, I gave it to God, man. And then all of a sudden, this booming voice, and I got to say, it was all in my head, like a helmet over my head. Yeah. And the words were so clear and loud and you know, they were answers to some of the things I had asked and they were very simple, like simple sentences, not, yeah. it just was so, it was like having all the energy around every letter, every, that made up the word, for example, mm -hmm. I was getting all of that. It was so amazing. 
Um, and then I felt really silly after. Well, maybe like well, maybe. like oh yeah, God is really there. Oops. Well, what you should do is have more. You should have more fits. Uh, but you know, when the beings talked through me for eleven months here, uh, yeah, they told me basically that God is always God is always happy and God is always glad because God is always experiencing itself. Nothing is good. Nothing is bad. Everything just is. And yeah. God is always the question. God is always the answer. And, you know, we're all God. Everything is God. So that's so what's my problem. <laughs> Maybe you were yelling at yourself there. <laughs> I was basically yelling at myself, but he was really funny. And and it's like, say it's a he, but I don't know. Yeah. It, that, that doesn't even enter. A gender thing doesn't even enter in that no. energy for me. I know what you're saying. When I, when, when the high beings work through me, People say, "What? Well, what are the names?" I say, "Well, I'd be embarrassed to ask." You know, they're all—they're just really high beings. They don't have names. I don't know if they're men or women. I don't know. I don't care. They're higher, much higher than I am, and I'm not going to go ask. Is your name Harry? You know, hello. <laughs> no. Yeah. I'm not going to do that. Yeah, I've just sort of—I just name them after a while. Oh well, if I need to. If you need to, and that's fine, but. I just don't because I'd be embarrassed, like I said, because they know or they think I should know better. <laughs> we don't have names. We're all the same being. We're all you, yeah. you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. So what do you think is next in your art world? Oh, my gosh. I don't know. I just popped up recently with this one. What could possibly come next? I'll have to wait and see because I'm always coming up with new things in my work you know my writings my art my mediumship my sessions my radio show whatever and I just wait and see you know one of those just yeah. wait and see what shows itself and I'm usually surprised yeah by the way if people want to know about my radio show it's yes. the Dear Venus show and you can find everything you and more than what you want to know about me on my website godisalwayshappy.com GodIsAlwaysHappy.com, and I named it that because I was basically struck by lightning in a sense, cosmic lightning, when the being started talking to me and told me all these things. Just twist, you know, twirled my life around is what I'm trying to say. Wowza! <laughs> so what would you say to folks just in, in closing that are just kind of stuck on their art or just kind of they know they should do it and they're not doing it? What would you say? say? Find some people to paint with or write with or be with who have the same interests um, so you can get yourself going. And then just start anywhere. Um, just take some paints or crayons or whatever and just start in. Don't don't try and make something happen. The same with writing. Just open your mind. Go blank. Oh, by the way, there's something, there is something new I've started doing called head scraping. I love that. <laughs> Yeah, my daughter kept calling me and saying she needed all this stuff scraped out of her head. And could I scrape it out for her? I said, sure, why not? I didn't know I could. But so what I do is I go in somebody's head and I scrape out all the stuff. It doesn't hurt, but I see things and I scrape it out and do whatever. And then um, I go into to the person's head and take in this blank space that I know how to get where it's just perfectly calm and quiet and peaceful where there's nothing it's the same space I use when I'm doing readings or doing art or writing. And I show them, I let them feel this, so whenever they need to, they can bring it up and feel it when they need to. 
Um, and I got off track from your question here. Oh, oh, head scraping and uh, and art. What was I saying here? <laughs> New techniques. Techniques. Yeah, well, that's something I do. I just go blank. And that's how I bring it through. So I, what I'm saying to everybody out there is practice going blank. It's not the same as meditating. I found that I was not a good meditator. But I do know how to, I taught myself how to get down to uh, where it's quiet and peaceful. And I do teach people how to do that. And I learned, I had to practice a lot. I had to practice a lot to get there. Um, but, but you need to practice with any creative thing you're doing. You've got to make time for it. You've got to practice it, be around people who do it, read books about it uh, that inspire you. Um, immerse yourself in it as much as you can around whatever else you're doing in your life and keep at it. You've heard the saying about if you study something like 15 minutes a day for five years, you'll know more about that subject than anybody in the world, right? Yeah. Well, I just paint and paint and paint. I write and write and write. And I work with people, work with people, work with people. I'm always out, you know, working to help them solve their problems, looking to people for them, uh, living, dead, whatever. I just keep doing this. This is my life. I just keep doing it, and I have to do it. And if I don't, you know what I'm out doing, running around the property, throwing bolts of lightning. So I like that. Yeah. Well, okay, lightning bolt, Venus. Uh, let's hear your website one more time. God is always happy. Dot com. Okay, and we'll look for your artwork and uh, where folks can find you for readings and uh, commissionable art. So, okay, thank you so much for surfing the psychic waves. This was great. Thank you. I've had a great time. 